Hello, guys, and thank you for listening or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have I got a word today? Another word. So the title of this one that God has given me is the God of heaven and earth versus the God of the world. We are going to be unmasking truth. We're going to be unmasking and uncovering truth. And we're going to be separating the false from the truth. Why is this vitally important? This is important because I've said this time and time before. I truly believe that when God get ready to bless you, he sends a person. And when the enemy get ready to mess you up, he sends a person. You've heard me say that before. But I really believe it's very prevalent in this time and the seasons that we are in right now. Why? Because there are so many things happening in the body of Christ and in the world. And God wants us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So what he does with me, because my mantle is deliverance. This is my calling. He would have me to study people, right? And the Holy Spirit would begin, like if I'm watching TV, a video, YouTube video, or in the company of people. And a lot of times at first I didn't understand it, but it's, it's like God would have me to pay attention and watch a thing until I get what he's trying to show me. Now, if I get what he's trying to show me right away, he's accomplished what he's trying to do because he, then he wants me to be aware of certain things, right? But if he keeps honing in on a particular uh, YouTuber or a particular person or a group of people or a congregation or a work environment, and he wants me to sit there for a season, then he wants me to learn something from what I'm watching and to be better equipped to handle the enemy and to handle life when things are thrown at you. So I truly believe that we are in a day and in a season and a time where God is getting ready to bless his children beyond our comprehension. He's getting ready to open up doors and opportunities and windows and gates, right? He's getting ready to open up that Kairos moment for you, right? And he doesn't want you to miss your moment. The way we miss our moment is we can't perceive or we can discern the evil from the good. So in this video, what God is doing is he's giving me uh, downloads and you know information on how to revelate to you guys how to discern the false from the truth when you're dealing with people specifically, when you're dealing with people. And a lot of times, deception is masked so well that you really think it's God, when it ultimately it's not, it's the deceiver. So let's get into it. So today we're gonna to be talking about the God of the heaven and earth versus the God of the world. There's a, a big distinction between that. The big G versus the little G, right? Now, the first thing I wanna talk about is, he gave me a ton of scriptures, but the first thing I wanna talk about Let's define the earth and let's define the world. Because believe it or not, according to the Bible, those are two different things, right? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and those that dwell therein. And then the Bible also says that Satan is the God of the world. 
So what is the distinction between the two, right? Well, I'm here today to tell you that it's more simpler to discern than you really think it is, right? Sometimes in our intellect, we overlook things because God's ways are higher, you know, his thoughts are higher. And a lot of times deception is right under your nose and you can't discern it because you're looking for the obvious, but God is want today to show you the not so obvious. So what God has shown me was there's a difference in the children of God and the children of the devil. Although we might lump everybody together sometimes based on religious jargon, based on conversations, you can sit down with somebody at the table and I promise you almost 99.9% .9 of the time when you're talking to someone and you mention Jesus or you mention God, They'll say, oh, yeah, God is good. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know I, I saw that by the Spirit, you know. And they'll have all this religious jargon going on. And you immediately, sometimes we think, oh, they are a believer in Christ Jesus. When that can be far from the truth. Because it's not what they say, but it's what they do and how they live, right? We can, you know, people are, have, have, um, our master strategists in, in terms of being chameleons. That some, some people know how to adapt to whatever environment in a bad way, know how to adapt to whatever environment that they're put in. So if the sun is blue over here, then it's blue to them over there. If it's green over here, it's green to them over there. And this is the same person, but different personalities based on who they're sitting in front of, right? So then when you begin to look at them through the lens of, you know, another environment and they don't know you're looking at them or they don't know you see them or you see them by the spirit, even though they're carrying on like they are believers, they're really not believers. And then vice versa. Sometimes a person, and God showed me this, can be saved and a follower of Christ Jesus, but because they, they're not as, you know, charismatic as you, or they have a different type of personality, we'll perceive it as to be that this person is not saved. And I've run into a few of those type of people. And, you know, the Bible even talks about be careful when you're, when you're entertaining strangers unaware. Why? Because you could be entertaining angels of God, which lets me know that if you're entertaining angels of God and you're unaware, that it's not all the spiritual jargon. It's not all of Jesus, 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 and God, God, God. That it's just a simple person that is just encountering you. So that's key because sometimes we'll treat people um, differently based on uh, their popularity or based on their um, them being a Christian or based on them not being a Christian, right? This is why we should treat everybody good. And I say this all the time, you know, especially when we get into the body of Christ and we get into churches with apostles and all these titles and prophets and we get into titles with the leadership in the church and you got people that just want to be so close to the leadership and they want to be in the, the clique and they want to be in the in crowd, you know, and that, that they find themselves idolizing these people. But here's the thing what I always used to say at church. Bible says, whatever you have done to the least of them, you have done unto me, right? So my thing is this, you treat everybody good. You respect everybody, whether they be saved or unchurched or unlearned, whatever the situation is. You, when you treat everybody good and you make it a practice to respect and love everyone, you don't have to run and slip and fall 
and left behind the, the apostle or left behind the leadership because you're treating everybody the same way. So this is why people get into that thing, you know, they even get into, oh, they'll say something in front of the pastor or they won't say something in front of the pastor. And they'll get into all of that, you know, the behavioral change based on who's standing in front of them, right? But what God is wanting us to do today is he wants us to grow up. He wants us to mature. He wants us to love all people, saved, unsaved. And, you know, the Bible says this is how you will know that you are a disciple of Christ, that you love one another. So be careful that you, that you treat everyone good because you never know when you're entertaining an angel unaware. Not based on titles, but based on the love that is in your heart. Let's get into it. So we're talking about the God of heaven and earth versus the God of the world and how we're unmasking and uncovering truth from the false. Why is this important? This is so important, guys, because when I tell you, God has had me to really, really pay attention because people are very good at masquerading. People are very good at pretending because what happens is the enemy is not going to come and do the obvious. So, they, so basically how it works is they have to befriend you. They have to get into your space. They have to get up close, right, to do the damage. So when you recognize things from far off, it's less likely that you, the enemy will be able to get into your space when God should give you this, the, the discernment to recognize it from way off before it gets up close to you, right? Because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I truly believe that this is vitally and so important in this hour because of the times and the seasons that we're living in and because of the things that God wants to bestow upon us and because of um, the souls that hang in the balance, you know, the souls that hang in the balance. So the enemy is referred to as the God of the world, according to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. So 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, it reads... I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 4 and 3, it says, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So let's talk about Satan being the God of this world. What does that mean? So the phrase God of this world is really meaning the God of this age. It indicates that Satan is a major influence in the ideals, the opinions, the goals, the hopes, and the views of the majority of the people. His influence also encompasses the world's philosophies, education, and commerce. The thoughts, ideas, and speculations and false religions of the world are under his control and have sprung from his lies and deceptions. He is also called the prince in the power of the air, according to Ephesians 2 and 2, right? So he is the ruler of the world, the Bible says in John 12 and 31. These titles and many more signify Satan's capabilities. To say, for example, that Satan is the prince of the power of the air is to signify that in some way he rules over the world and the people in it. This is not to say that he rules the world completely. God is still sovereign, God's. But it does mean that God is infinite wisdom has allowed him to operate in the world within boundaries God has set for him. When the Bible says Satan has power over the world, we must remember that God has given him domain over unbelievers only. 
Believers are no longer under the rule of Satan, according to Colossians 1 and 13. Unbelievers, on the other hand, are caught in the snare of the devil. The lie, the power of the evil one, right, are in the bondage of him. So we must know that he only has rulership and governorship over unbelievers, not over believers. But hence, listen to this. If you don't know your position and you don't know your authority, he will trample all over you. So it's vitally important as believers that we know our authority and our position and we walk in it with boldness and with a conviction of the Holy Spirit. So when the Bible says Satan is the God of this world, it is not saying that he has ultimate authority. It is conveying the idea that Satan rules over the unbelieving world in a specific way. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 that I just mentioned. The unbeliever follows Satan's agenda. Hear me when I say this. Because God told me, he said, whoever does not make Jesus Christ Lord, who, whoever does not submit to that lordship and that authority is going to be subject to the enemy's leading. And I mentioned this in the last video. This is why the world is in chaos. This is why half of the world is doing this and half of the world is doing that. This is why the Christians look this way to one part of the world. The Christians look this way to the other part of the world. But again, there's only one truth. How do we know when someone belongs to the Lord? But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. What does it mean that the earth is the Lord's? This means that the earth is the Lord, speaks of God's sovereignty as ruler, creator, and owner of all the world. The earth is the Lord and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him, according to Psalms 24 and 1. God's sovereignty means that he has the ultimate power and authority, wisdom to do whatever he chooses within his creation. The earth, the heavens, and everything in them. God made the point to Pharaoh just before the plague hit up hell that he was sovereign over Egypt and its king. And he said to him, he said in Exodus 9 and 15, he said, by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off of the earth. But I have raised you up for a, this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in the earth. So God is letting him know you're no match for me, but this is for a purpose that I have raised you up. When God renewed his covenant with the Israelites and allowed them to enter the promised land, he required them to fear the Lord God and to walk in obedience to him and to love him and to serve the Lord God with all of our hearts and souls and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees. This is where I want to stop. How do you know a believer from an unbeliever? You simply know a tree by its fruit, God says, right? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, just because somebody say, Lord, Lord, God is not overlooking the iniquity of sin in, in their life and in their heart. How do we know this? We, it's going to be based on the fruit that they bear. So Jesus made a clear distinction of some being from the children of the devil and of the children of God. Let's go there. So Matthew talks about this, right? So the book of Matthew and the book of John, John 8, 44, it says, Jesus is talking. He says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of the, your father you want to do. 
He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. So then God begins to talk about um, how you know the children of God versus the children of the devil. Those that obey God, those that love people, those that follow after the commandments and follow the, you know, the full, um, the fullness of the gospel, which is love God, love people. We know that that's the fulfillment of the law, right? So when we find people and when people come into our atmosphere and they come into our sphere of influence and they come into our space and we, they're gossiping, they're slandering, they are, have a bad temper. Um, they're, they're, they have all these things. And I'm not saying that you are perfect when you follow God, but there is a fruit that is abundant, so whatever comes out of the mouth is what's in the abundance of your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Why is this important? This is so important because I'm, I'm, I'm about to tell you, there's so many encounters with people that I have. And I just look and I sit and I listen, right? Not being judgmental or critical, right? But God wants us to know this because the enemy would use people and relationships to get close to you, to tear your life inside out. I have been a, a, a victim of that and I have been a witness to watching that in other people's lives. That you think in one way about a person, then all of a sudden here it comes and you're like, where did this come from? I would never have thought this person would have acted like this. And then sometimes God will give you a dream and show you them by the spirit and he'll show you these people. And then you'll fling it off as being something like a bad pizza night or you ate pizza or, or maybe you just overthinking it or you being judgmental. When it really is the Holy Spirit trying to highlight to you and show you the deception that lies underneath the mask. So the Lord says he knows those that are his, right? So there, there's a clear distinction. You can, you can see it in, in the fruit of their life, not just in what people say, but what are they doing? How do, are they living, right? What is their day-to-day -day like? Um, is, is, you know, I'm going to get more into this because I'm, I'm going get, to get off the surface of it. I'm going to really get into it. And the reason I say this is because I would watch, the, and I thoroughly enjoy this YouTuber, secular, nothing spiritual, you know, nothing like that. So I don't want you to think it's nothing, you know, pertains to the body of Christ. But I'm watching this person for probably over a year now. And little by little, you begin to see God has actually shown me that she's a witch. But on the surface, it just looked like a person that's vlogging from day to day to day. Like it's, it's not like she's mean. It's not like any of that. But what is the fruit of her life? So God begins to really show me underneath. And those are like subtle little things that people may say or subtle little things that people may do. And over a period of time, after over a year, God finally told me that she was a witch. But looking at that video the first year, looking at the video, I'm just thinking I'm enjoying somebody that's vlogging, that's, you know, whatever, whatever. And then started to realize this person is, is not of God. It's not of God, right? 
And I even, um, he had me to minister actually to her. Um, she doesn't know me, but um, I felt led to do that. But because I kept saying to God, I really like her. Like, I think she's a, you know, I really like the videos and stuff like that. Kids is why I've been watching her. So God said, okay, so why don't you minister? Why don't you try to bring her to me? You know, don't just sit there and watch, you know, try to minister and, and pray for her, you know, and start praying. And that's what I've been doing. So it's just amazing how much love God has for people that he will allow you to walk with people for a season. And this is not the first time. And this is how I know this is how he deals with me because he will have me walk or stay at a job for a season. Right. Or he'll have me be at a church for a season. Right. And he'll have me to do that so that I can get up close and personal, just like the enemy does. Now he does the same thing, but the reason God does it is because he wants people to see your character and to see that the light in you so that at the opportune time, if something happens, that's who the person is going to come to. They're not going to come to the person that is just as crazy and weird and um, disobedient as they are. They're going to go to the people that they know are walking with the Lord. So this is why God will sometimes have you to walk with people and stay at places for a season. So that when it's time, like Esther, when your time has come to give that word, they can receive it because they know it's coming from somebody that truly has the light of Christ in them. And not just somebody who's out here doing the same things that they're doing. So it's a reason, God, and that, and you know what that reason is? Love, compassion. That's how much God loves us. He will have somebody to walk with us for years and then raise us up to speak into their life when the time is right, when they're ripe, when, when they have seen your fruit and seen your walk, and then he'll have you speak. And then after that, assignment's over, and he send you to the next place. At least that's what he do with me. So... This is vitally important and why is because he wants you to be wise as serpent, but harmless as a dove. And so the Bible says the Lord knows those that are his. According to 2 Timothy, I believe it's 2 and 19. He talks about he knows who are his and who are not his, no matter how people try to mask and disguise. Even the religious jargon that they use, even the uh, Jesus, Lord, oh, God is good. But then they're doing all kinds of stuff when the doors are closed, when people, they think people aren't watching. So the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 and 19, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. God's people are marked, just like the enemy's people are marked. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You see that? So when you got somebody still living like the world, still participating in iniquity, they don't know God. I don't care how much they say, Lord, Lord, because let me go to another scripture and I'll show you. So if you go to um, Luke, Luke 6 and 45, it says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart, here's that heart again, out of the abundance of the heart, brings forth good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then let's go to 1 John, 1 John, it talks about Uh, verse five, this is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. 
If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in light as he is light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us from all unrighteousness, right? So if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and the word is not in us. So meaning we all fall short of the glory. So this is not about being perfect. This is not about perfection. Because if it's about perfection, guys, then there's no need for Jesus in the cross. It will all be in vain. We know that's not what God is saying. God is clearly trying to make a distinction between those that are sons of his and those that are sons of the devil. He wants to make that distinction. Why? Because lightness and darkness cannot coexist. But the only way you're going to be able to confront and conquer evil is you're going to have to recognize it. You cannot conquer what you don't confront. And you cannot confront what you don't recognize. If you don't recognize anything, how can you know what it is? You're only going to know the real based on the word of God. So that's why it's vitally important to stay in the word of God, because that's the only way you're going to know the deceiver and how he works, because you're going to have the word in you. So he is saying that sometimes relationships that you have with some people, that they are not of God, even though you would like to think they are. We would like sometimes we want people so bad to be saved. But at the reality of it is they are not saved. The Bible says it clearly. It says sometimes, you know, it's hidden in plain sight. You will know a tree by its fruit. That's the character of an individual. That's what you're doing when nobody's watching. So if you're living like the world, if that person is cussing and his emotions is all over the place, he has no respect or a fear of the Lord on his life, then chances are they're not saved because it's the fruit. It's not by the the modified behavior. And I say this all the time. Behavior modification will never take the place of deliverance. People can modify their behavior to get the things that they want. They go to work every day. They hate the job, but they're going to do what they need to do to get that check. So we as people know how to modify our behavior based on who's standing in front of us and who's watching. But the fruit is who you are, is what comes out of you when things are not so great. What comes out of you when somebody cuts you off in traffic? What comes out of you for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? So let me give you an example from, based on from what he showed me. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can have a person that's, that's polite, that, that give you the shirt off their back, right? That they'll say things nice. But what we have to understand is, and I had to learn this, that just because somebody's polite, they hold the door for you, they, they might pay for your meal, they might do all these things. And this is especially in dating when the enemy is trying to deceive us. Even in dating, I've seen this before, I've been through this. They will do everything in their power that's polite and nice to get you until they get you to turn away from God and have sex and you're not married until they get you to turn away from God. See, that's, that's what the enemy does. He doesn't come like you think he's coming. He comes in the form of a nice and polite and good person. Everybody that's good is not of God, right? So... God's people are marked. The Bible says the God's people have a seal, right? How do we know God's people have a seal? From the fruit that they bear. 
from the fruit that they bear. A good example would be watching this person on YouTube and over a period of time, I'm like, oh, that's weird. They're doing this. Oh, that's weird. They're doing that. But then as time went on, they'll say, oh, somebody asked me, you know, what religion I believe in, you know, and I just believe that everybody has their own way. That's red flag. That's not a saved person. You see what I'm saying? And then as time goes on, they'll say something like, oh my God, I'm just so into Harry Potter books. I'm so into this. You know, that's witchcraft. And then they'll go over a period of time and they'll um, go get their palms read. They do yoga. They, pra they practice in all this witchcraft and all these horoscopes and all these tarot cards, all these things, that, but they're still a nice person. They still thank you for watching. They're still polite. They're still buying gifts for Christmas for their family. They're still doing all these things. But the fruit, eternal fruit that they are bearing is not of God, that they're actually practicing witchcraft, that they're actually practicing or they're just a son or daughter of the devil. And, and most of the time, I won't say all the time, because you got Satan worshipers, the people that just worship Satan regardless, and they know it. But you have a lot of times people unaware have joined through so many different means, be it horoscope, be it yoga, be it sorority, fraternity, masons, Freemasons, or be it Jehovah Witness, or be it whatever you uh, that is not of God. And in so many avenues and in so many ways, or they're watching movies that bring in demonic spirits, or they're listening to music that brings seduction, that brings fornication, that brings all of these things because they're worldly things. Remember, Satan is the God of this world. This is why it's vitally important what we put in our ears and our eyes and what we, what we, what we link up with, what we connect to, right, relationally, is vitally important because that's how he gets in. So you see all of these different things that this person does and you're thinking, this is a witch. Getting my palms red, worshiping Harry Potter, worshiping, um, idolizing their beauty, their vanity. You know, everything is about a selfie. They're, they're, they're hustlers, right? They're chasing the dollars. God's people don't chase money. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord overtakes us. We don't have to chase money. We don't have to do things as the world does. Um, then you begin to see it, you know, if something happens and their temper flares up. And I'm here to tell you, no matter how nice and polite and how good you think a person is and how good you, the person may act, I should say, you have to know a tree by its fruit. What does that person do when they get under pressure? Do they go to prayer? Do they even believe in Jesus? Do they say that all roads lead to heaven, that everybody has their own God? What is their belief system? And then once you get their belief system, is it the Bible's belief system? Because there's another Jesus that they teach. They can say, Lord, Lord, but you know, the Bible says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? But in your name, then we cast out devils, then we prophesy in your name. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You do work of iniquity. Here's that iniquity again. That's sin. That's worshiping idols, worshiping other gods, worshiping your children, worshiping relationships, worshiping men, worshiping women, worshiping your money, your materialistic things, putting things before God, making things idols. Exercising can be an idol. Some people exercise three times a day. So 
What I'm saying is, even though it looked like a good thing, it's not necessarily a God thing. And God want to open our eyes. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 and 8, let... Um, 1 and 18, let the eyes of your heart be enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling. Your eyes have to be enlightened. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show us what the enemy's trying to hide from us. Show us the purpose of this person being in our life. Show me who I'm today. Show me, God, what is the purpose of this season or, or, or the reason for this person being in my life. What is the purpose of me watching this, this YouTube channel? Because I didn't know where I was going with it. But at the end of the day, what he began to do is, and I think I heard Prophet Tommy, he said this, that God, the Holy Spirit revealed to him that the spirit of politeness is not the spirit of God. I know some might say, how is politeness not the spirit of God? It's well, it's the counterfeit for the fruit of the spirit, which is kindness. There's a difference in kindness and being polite. And this is what I would see this person do. And he actually said, God told him that about the Canada. I think he said something about Canada, about the spirit of politeness over Canada. And this person just that I watched happened to live in Toronto. And it's that polite thing that people do. But when you cut them off or you cut them, you seen the hell come out of them. Because what's in you will come out when those buttons are pressed. You can be polite all day long. But God says, you know, you will know a tree by its fruit, right? And I'm not saying we don't say things and do things that are not ungodly. I'm talking about practicing habitual, consistent sin. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about missing a mark. I'm not talking about being perfect. But God is saying progress, spiritual growth, maturity. Let the eyes of your heart be enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling. So God is saying... What is in your heart abundantly, that means what's mostly in your heart is what's going to come out. So if you uh, come into some trouble, what is the first thing you're going to do? Are you going to go off? Are you going to pray? Are you going to seek God? Are you going to shoot up a place? Are you going to slander and gossip? Are you going to um, use voodoo? Witchcraft? Are you... That into a relationship that you're willing to go get your palm read and go to a psychic to hear what um, something about this person because you're that caught up in it. So it's what you do on a daily basis, what you do in times of trouble. Who do you run to? Do you get revenge? Do you seek out to hurt people? Are you malicious? Are you intentionally hurting people? All of these are questions. And that you see in people's behavior, in their, their makeup, in their times of, 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 of trouble, in their times of testing, in their times of temptation. Do you, do you know, all of these things, you know, um, that you go to worldly things or music that, that changes. And I, listen, I used to be a Tupac fanatic, okay? So I ain't always been saved. And that music, I can tell you right now, it changes your whole energy. It makes you want to fight. It makes you want to do all kinds of things. So music does change your behavior. It does. It's what's coming out of the people that are not saved. It's the demons in them that are using them to glorify Satan. And that's just, it's just, I'm going to keep it 100. It's just that simple. 
And so you might say, oh, well, she did this, but you know, she, she loved the Lord, but uh, he loves the Lord, or he did say he went to church, or he did say, patience is a secret weapon. That's one of the fruits of the spirit, patience. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But patience is a secret weapon that exposes deception. You give it enough time. People can only be fake. They can only pretend for so long before what's in them will come out. What's in them, if it's no light in there, if they're not saved, I don't care how nice and polite they are, what's in them is going to come out eventually. And if you just give it enough time, just give it enough time. That's why the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Because see, that's, where, that's how you know when somebody's of God. When you come around them and there's a peace, there's a love. You can feel that energy. And when I say energy, I mean you can feel the spirit that's in front of you, whether it's the spirit of the Lord or the spirit of the devil. And clearly, there's one, it's either one or the other. The Bible says you're either children of God or children of the devil. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. So the lukewarms, God said he spewed you out of his mouth. The people that's saved but still got their foot in the world, but still looking like the world, still getting high with the world, still cussing like the world, still fighting like the world, still angry like the world. God says, you lukewarm, I spew you out of my mouth. I'd rather for you to be hot or cold. In other words, get away from me, right? If you're going to get into, if you're going to be, uh, serve the devil, then go ahead and serve him. But don't come back dipping over here. Now, God is merciful and he's forgiving. But at the end of the day, this video is about highlighting the evil things and the godly things so that we're not deceived, so that when you get your inheritance, that you're not squandering it off on people that's pretending to be good people. I can't stress that enough. You're going to have people, when God begins to really do what he's going to do, with the wealth transfer and, and just, just bless you and your family. You're going to have people coming from everywhere, everywhere, because people know how to modify their behavior to get what they want. But this is why God wants you to have the discernment. He wants you to be able to see it far off before it gets to you. Okay, saints? So that is the word for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and thank you so much for uh, sewing in, you know, for the Bibles that I mentioned. Um, God is so good and he's mercy endured forever. And I just continue to pray for you guys. I pray for you guys all the time that God will bless you and that his face may shine upon you and that the hedge of fire protection will cover you consistently. And so until the next time, guys, I will see you in the next video. Bye loves.